you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and today is January 10th, 2020, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. As with every episode, we start this one saying that the intent audience for this episode is everyone. So let's just get right into it. The first news item is Cleveland Clinic names their first chief research information officer. So in another news announcement, there is yet another C-suite level role that's being named. Uh, Cleveland Clinic, they created a role called the CRIO, which is the chief research information officer. This role is involved with working with IT staff, uh, clinical researchers, and many other personnel to make sure that the technology infrastructure is optimized for innovations in research. Dr. Laura Jehi will be the new CRIO of the Cleveland Clinic, and she's been working at Cleveland Clinic for about 15 years now as an epilepsy specialist. She's actually had major work done on epilepsy treatment advances before, so it makes sense that she will be heading the technology and research initiatives. Uh, She's previously been able to secure NIH grants that have a heavy data science component, with her own algorithms for clinical decision support that's now being used worldwide. So the CRO is just you know another inaugural C-suite position that's been recently announced alongside the recent chief digital officer role at Mayo Clinic and also the chief digital officer role that Kaiser Permanente announced. All right, so the next news item is data privacy concerns uh, hamper adoption for medical devices. So our individual private data is very important to us, to say the least. That's why it's often the most scrutinized thing when it comes to data sharing, with companies and institutions. And one of the recent surveys among Americans have shown that there is still a lot of skepticism in terms of having data potentially breached with the use of healthcare technology products. About you know 60% uh, have shown concerns with data breaches, which resulted in these individuals not really being open to using telemedicine, uh, fitness trackers, and other similar health-focused products that you know require our data to be shared. And, you know, but it's, it's kind of weird because despite that, the survey also shows that many believe the integration of technology has allowed individuals to feel more in tune and aware of their own health and have gotten them to be more health centric in their daily lives. But having said that, they are still skeptical in terms of, you know, voice technology and artificial intelligence. And since these technologies, you know, they're still in their infancy right now. And one thing to note is that 47%, that's a little bit less than half of the survey respondents actually find an implantable device uh, beneficial in managing some sort of chronic condition. But then less than a quarter of them would actually trust enough to have these devices used by their loved ones. So that's kind of, you know, interesting. So yeah, so, uh, and the last thing I want to say is about the hospital mergers and acquisitions. They're actually not linked to better care. So this one's kind of interesting. You would think that mergers of hospitals and acquisitions would drive innovation forward and allow the aggregation of data and patient care to result in a better, you know, a bunch of better patient outcomes, right? But with so many mergers happening, I guess there's bound to be a study on it at some point. And there was a recent study. And this study was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. It actually suggests that this may not be true. So what they found was that acquired hospitals in the study showed that the patient experience was moderately worse on average, and that the 30-day mortality and readmission rates stayed mostly the same. And it was kind of surprising for me to hear this at first, but then after thinking about it, it kind of makes sense as well. So I think this is like due to the difficult processes of standardizing operations between merged institutions or making new designs in the system that would accommodate for existing operational differences. Like, for example, if 
I was part of institution A and they, you know, they acquired institution B. Now institution B has to, uh, change their operations to match with A. So because of that, the patients of B are probably not used to it and the experience may be worse. The, you know, the other side of it is that maybe institution B is allowed to keep their own practices. Now ins- the institution A that now owns B is going to have to make exceptions for them. So then building the system for them may not be as efficient. So I guess that also causes the um, patient experience to be a little bit worse. And because, you know, all of this is happening, there may be not enough time or money or even resources to uh, focus on improving the mortality and readmission rates. So I'm not too sure how accurate this kind of, kind of study would be if it would be done on, you know, like on mergers that already happened and now it's like several years down the line. Um, but I'd be interested to see if like a study that looks at already established acquisitions would show like a different type of uh, result profile. So yeah, so before we go, if you'd like to hear more news on healthcare IT, you can check out great curated articles at healthcareitnews.com. It's where I go for daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated on what's going on in that world. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy and me and remember technology is a tool patient care is the goal